Mind Spirit Radio, your life connection to the information for a healthy body, an enlightened mind, and a renewed spirit. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Voice for Spirit, live on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, monthly on the third Tuesday evening from 7 to 8 p.m. This is your opportunity to listen live with host Princess Deb. Deborah refers to her work as a voice for spirit to help those seeking enlightenment understand their own connection to the source of all life, so they may empower themselves to create the life they wish to live. Deborah will discuss topics and tools on how to take your soul back to its original blueprint. I know she has a lot of wonderful information she wants to share with you this evening, so now I give you your host, Princess Deb. Hey, Courtney. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? <laughs> Good. I know as we discussed before, I'm going to try to be a little bit gentle with you because I know you're <laughs> under the weather. And I was just saying that if I went Facebook Live, people would see me with my hat on, my coat on, like our weather has just been crazy. Actually, today was pretty pretty nice, but I think we all are coming down with something from the heavy snowfall we did have. Mm-hmm. So, so Courtney, with you, um, what I want to, you know, tell my audience kind of like tonight, I know the last time we did my show, we had to like, you know, do like a pre-recording of my last show because I was on my way to India. And, you know, since then, since I've come home, it's been like a total, total change. Not only just the weather, but actually just having my body to get acclimated to everything back here because I really, really did not want to come back home. Like I had such a hard time coming back home. Like I cried on the way to the airport, which I never, ever do. So it was very interesting. But also, I'm getting slammed with a lot of questions about, like, the culture and what I experienced and how it would be. And I keep telling people, um, you know, here I think a lot of people think when you go to India, they think, you know, a whole bunch of spiritual stuff first because in the line of work that I'm kind of, like, doing. So the first question I get was, like, you know, what spiritual awakening you had? You know, what spiritual thing did you do? You know, I kind of felt like <laughs> I kind of felt like they probably thought I was, like, this person throwing on a toga and doing a, a path to enlightenment, you know. But as far as, like, me and you, Courtney, we already know that, our enlightenment kind of like happens every day. And what I want to kind of tell my audience, because I know I probably have some of my new Indian family kind of like listening in. Um, basically, I want to tell them like me and Courtney, Courtney is my producer, but me and Courtney have been knowing each other like forever. We were just saying that we're probably on our 10 year anniversary and we're both very gifted. And um, I think I remember telling some people in India about my radio show that I was kind of really blessed to have you because we not only vibe off each other, but we also kind of like have the same guests and we kind of read people like in the same way. And that it's always good to have somebody who can definitely know that as far as, like, enlightenment, we walk in it every day because we're already open and we're already in this line of business of getting people back to their original soul print, you know, um, or getting them back to their selves. So tonight I just want to discuss a little bit of kind of, 
kind of about like India and my experience and, you know, kind of like what I went through emotionally wise, because it was one place that I feel like as you touch or reach the ground, they'll reach their ground. You have a lot of emotions that kind of like rush through you. Not only that, with me, I was very vulnerable because it was just me going. You know, at one point when I dreamed about this trip, my friend Lori, who introduced me to my very, very, like, I don't even know what to call him because he's so much more than that. He, She introduced me to um, my friend Manish, but I hate, like I said, I hate to even say, like, friend because he's way, way much more to me than anything else. And, you know, through him, I just kind of gained, like, his family, like, seriously because it felt like I had already been with them. And the story of kind of like me, me and Manish actually, like, you know, meeting up face-to-face was really you know, unique. So going back for this trip, I originally thought that I wouldn't be by myself. You know, me and Lori always planned that we would be together at this time and we'd be together, you know, at our first, like, Indian wedding. And we'd be together, you know, um, doing the Indian trip, you know, and exploring because she had done, I really think, more of the northern part but not the southern part. So when it came down to the wire and I ended up being by myself, and kind of like not going with her, I had so many reservations. I can't even tell you how many times I canceled the trip. Like, or it was like buying your ticket and calling the airline and saying, like, can I have a refund? I know it was more to the point of them saying, like, this has got to be a crazy lady. She's got <laughs> to be out of her mind. And in between that, you know, I had some friends. I had, a, you know, my friend Colleen who who's an excellent, excellent therapist, and, you know, my friend Stacy, who's another excellent reader at um, Illuminating Spirit because, of course, you know I'm a reader that don't hate on other places and I like to promote people. Um, they were telling me, like, I better go. You know, I better go. I better go. But it was a very emotional decision because I had a lot going on at home. You know, I had a friend who was already with cancer and it was spreading to her brain. And then um, I have my brother who is dealing with uh, prostate cancer and illness and sickness. And then we had a cousin that was really kind of like sick too. So I had to make this major decision on leaving like family behind to go and be responsible to my new family. You know, um, in my, you know, because, um, the person who got married was, uh, his name is Rajiv, and he's like my little brother, and I wasn't going to miss this for anything in the world, and it was a sense of urgency that it was important that I be there. Not not alone just that, but um, knowing Manish for such a long time and his parents knowing about me, it was like I had this really desire and urgency and really emotional to really having to lay eyes on his parents and especially his mother, his, you know, mommy just seemed like so like a mom to me. And I think that was so much on a whole different level because I really feel at one point I was reincarnated and I haven't really done the research or I want to say I haven't done the healing modality to really go back to a past life and see who I really was because I have to admit that kind of scares me sometimes. So in doing this whole thing by myself, I had to be vulnerable. And I know, Courtney, you've 
known me for a long time. There's nothing vulnerable about me anywhere, you know. Um, <laughs> right. You know, I'm usually like the tough girl. I'm usually like helping everybody else. I don't think anyone's ever seen me cry. Probably when I was little and, you know, my grandmothers raised me and being there with all my other siblings and maybe crying because they didn't give me a nod later, you know. You know, or a piece of candy, but um, I I think I lost my vulnerability a long time ago, just growing up and having to be um, really tough and being from the streets of New York, um, the streets. I'm sorry, the streets of Detroit, not New York, but um, just being from the streets, it just you know makes you a whole different way. So going to another country and knowing that you're not going to see anyone probably that looks like you around, but let alone you cannot just say like, you know, excuse my language. You can't say just f it. Almost said the f word, Courtney. You can't. You can't just say f it and I'm going home. You know, you really have to sit in it. So it was really one of those moments where it was terrifying. Let alone Courtney. You know how when people tell you you're going to India, like I got like so much advice on what to do and not to do and how you're going to get sick and don't get sick and don't touch this and don't do that and be careful. You know, uh, my best friend Malika was, you know, she really was like, you know, be careful, don't come back married, be careful what you agree to, you don't speak the language, and I know you try to, you know, be nice, you know, because I told her, like, it's been many of times because I absolutely love Indian men, absolutely attracted to Indian men. There's been a couple of times I've agreed to something and didn't even know I agreed to get married. And she had to, like, really save me to get out of there, to get out of it and just to know the culture. Um, and then when, you know, going there too, people want to prepare you, you know, in not getting sick. So you have that energy of, like, well, am I going to die? You know, or am I going to really touch something and I'm going to be someplace where I may get sick and die? I mean, it was all these, I want to say, stereotypical kind of like things you hear, let alone for some people who have been there, that you, the whole trip became stressful, let alone that, you know, I didn't want to bother my my Indian family that I was going to kind of go spend time with because I know they were in the midst of planning, like, the wedding and everything. And I know, um, you know, in talking with, you know, um, Sanjeev is the older brother, and he has his wife, Nitty, and, you know, and talking to her for a minute, you know, Nitty had said to me, like, you know, I just kind of thought you already knew. You just seemed, like, so, like, family and so kind of, like, in. And literally, you know, I call Nitty like my sister, and I was thinking like, okay. So in the beginning, it was really tough for me. I didn't know what to take, what to bring, what not to bring, what to get, what not to get. And I didn't want to bother bother them as much. But as you can see, I learned the fact that I have to ask. And this trip was really big on me asking, you know, me not getting frustrated and, um just not doing it. I've always been able to take care of myself very independent, and if it's something I didn't have, I just figure it out or I went without. Even just down with food, you know, I wouldn't ask someone to feed me. I would just not eat that day. So in going to the trip, you know, people ask me, look like, first thing is like, you know, 
how was the flight? And, you know, and I said, well, the first thing that started off, they canceled my flight. And I had to call United and tell them, like, uh, you canceled my flight. And I am not looking forward to a refund. I'm looking for you to reroute me. So they rerouted me, and that went. And the first thing that happened to me when I landed in Mumbai was immigration. And I thought that was really kind of, like, crazy because I ended up standing in the immigration line for, like, five hours. And if anyone that knows me, if you have me anywhere for five hours, I'm going to come out knowing, like, almost 50 people because standing in this line, I got to know so many people who were backpacking from different countries, you know, and it was interesting to sit back and observe these people who were going through different emotions, being away from their family or in a rush to get to a certain point or just wanting to rest or just wanting to talk to people or kind of like really scared if they're going to get through immigration. And then just seeing like little kids, you know, having to wait all that time and having a tenacity or, you know, or the opposite or really just being upset. Or it was very interesting to watch how many gentlemen were really in the line that allowed like a woman with a baby to go first, you know, or hearing her baby really hungry and tired to go first. Um, Or I had one backpacker, I think she was from New Zealand, and I was watching her, and she was just crying. She was really bawling, like, as she was going through the line. You could tell she was trying to, like, clear her face up. And at one point when we were in the line, because it was like a Z line, you know, we were, like, right next to each other. And I was really astounded how she let me just kind of give her a hug and kind of like just ball and she, you know, and she introduced herself and she didn't really tell me like what was going on. She just looked at me and told me like what a difference that made. And I think with me and standing in that line, I think I could have been in so many different emotions because I wanted to get to my destination, let alone or get to my hotel at first, then the destination that I really really had that moment of just looking at all the people who take a chance in their life to travel or to go or to see the world. And just to look at somebody like her who's emotionally, like, upset, you know, emotionally kind of, like, drained, or maybe she was scared just to take the time to kind of hug her. Now, what I can tell you, you know, with my gifts, Courtney, of course I'm going to go into her energy and read it. And what I was picking up is that I really feel like (laughs) – I really feel like she, when I hugged her, the first thing that I could see over her is that um, I really felt like her boyfriend had broken up with her doing this travel. And I really feel like he didn't have the support that he needed, and she really loved him, and she wasn't going to have him at home if he returned. And when I was hugging her, I kind of got the voices that their conversation was, you know, kind of like an ultimatum, and she chose her first. So that was really interesting when we saw that. The other thing that was really kind of funny is that I we had a guy that was in line, and he was cursing all the time. He was so upset. He was so upset about kind of like the movement and things like that to the point he wasn't paying attention to the line and a lot of people started like just like moving in front of him and he just got more pissed and more pissed and I was just like, wow, it's just, it's it's kind of really um, interesting to watch 
anger go into a whole different light. Because you know what's me and you, Courtney, we see light. We, we're seers. You know, where some people feel, where with us, we have all the clears. And yeah. anyone that's listening to me, um, when I say all the clears, that means that me and Courtney can hear, see, feel, smell, um, smell um, spirit energy when it comes in. Um, and we also have mediumship skills. Me and Courtney see the dead all the time. So if anyone that's passed, we see the dead, just like we can see you sitting across from us. You know, um, so that's what I said about kind of like the clearest and kind of going into her. Once I finally got past the immigration point, you know, it was time to just kind of like relax in the hotel. I got what I thought was really interesting in Mumbai. They had a hotel within the airport, which was absolutely lovely, you know. Um, and I noticed that the hospitality was like phenomenal, you know. Um, one thing I can say about being in India and the, um, I hate to say Indian people because I feel like I'm Indian too. So one thing I can say is that everyone was really nice and really very attentive, you know, that I had ran into. So once I did that, then the next day I was on a plane to where I was going. And it was interesting on that plane because that plane stopped in many cities like a bus. And it was a couple of times I almost got off the plane at the wrong city. And thank God, one of the stewardess was like, no, this is not your stop. No, this is not your stop. You know, other than that, I would have ended up in another city, and I don't know what, you know, the sense of family would have did then. They probably would have shook their head at me. Um, So that was really interesting, too. Um, And once I got there, it was really felt like home, like in a sense, I felt like I knew everything. I think what I really love is that Rajiv met me at the airport, and I thought it was just going to be him, and then all of a sudden I saw Manish and Bill, and I was just, like, so excited. Like, you know, to see faces, let me go back, to see faces that you love, you know, let alone me seeing Rajiv in the airport and this is my little brother and all I wanted to do was, like, hug him and be excited and just to see him because I hadn't seen him in a long while. I was just, like, so in love with my little brother at that moment. And then to go out and see Manish and it was like, oh, my God, he did come, you know, because sometimes with Manish I'm thinking, like, oh, he's doing his own thing or he's on in his own world. You know, it's just poor little me. But Bill is someone is what is close to the family and like a brother to them. And Bill I had met like earlier this year and had heard about him for a while too and had not met him face to face. And to see Bill, who I really wanted to spend more time with, was just kind of like a dream come true. Um, so after that, it was more of kind of like on my way, you know, to the house. You know, because I actually stayed with the family. With a, well, I actually, it's so I feel so uncomfortable saying family. I'm talking about like a more. Let me just say I actually stayed with my family. Um, and that ride was just really so exciting. I wasn't even in the mood of um, 
being nervous or scared or anything like that. I felt really comfortable, and I felt like I was home, and I felt like with family, and I think that was the difference because anyway, anywhere that I ever travel, and I've traveled out of country before, I always have a guard up. I always have a guard up. Again, from the streets of Detroit, so I always have a guard up. And when I got there, I just felt like I was going home, like I hadn't been home in a long time. So that was pretty cool. The other question that I get from people, um, how does everything look? You know, they always talk about, like, living in houses. And here in America, you know, we're so westernized or we're so into the, you know, what things look like and where do you stay and where do you get this. You know, I was just telling them, like, I love the fact that I had to travel and looking at the different, you know, different people. It sort of made me feel like I was in New York, kind of like with the traffic and everything. And... As far as, like, going home, you're going to hear me refer to, like, going home. That means, like, going to the house that I was staying at with, you know, with my family. Going home and getting there, the house, uh, mom and dad's sense of house is just beautiful. I mean, I absolutely loved it. I mean, I, the whole layout, the terrace, it was just very beautiful being, like, probably less than five minutes from the sea was a dream come true. You know, a lot of times I was quiet, and I think I am a quiet person where I take everything in, that I was just so in love at that moment that it was unbelievable, let alone they had Zoe. Zoe is their dog, and I forgot. I think Zoe is a lab mix, but... I had even knew about Zoe before, and I couldn't wait to, like, play with Zoe and touch Zoe because I love big dogs. And just getting in and actually, like, meeting at first, it was like I was so wanted to run to mommy, you know, and it's like I wanted to see mom, like, so, so bad. And just kind of, like, seeing her was just, like, I wanted to cry like I had found my mom again. And then to see Dad Santa, that was kind of like, you know, looking into his energy. I mean, he absolutely has like, beautiful eyes. Like, I was looking in his eyes and kind of like a light brown. But just going into him, I just felt like this regular old dad, like, just really relaxed. But definitely, you know, you know, definitely is very content. And looking at him, you know, just being proud of kind of like his sons was, really mesmerizing to me because I, of course, with me, I read people's heads or I get visions and pictures like right away. And I was really nervous because, you know, um, my parents in India, you know, dad and mommy Santa, they don't speak English that well. Actually, I I felt like they kind of spoke more than what I really had thought, anticipated. Um, but it's more Hindi, and I wasn't comfortable in, like, I guess you could say not speaking, or, or you know, when we did speak, just, you know, it, it was more on kind of like a laughter, and then with just sitting there with um, Mummy Center, it was like we, I love looking at her, I mean, this woman is beautiful, and at one point, you know, you know, I, we were playing in each other's hair or, you know, I was in her hair. And just, just to touch her hair, just beautiful, that that was like the most, like, priceless moment that I would take from the trip for forever. 
forever. So that was pretty cool. Um, a lot of people, again, were asking me about, like, food and eat. Well, um, my family in India is uh, vegetarian, so that worked out great. And Mommy Santa can cook her ass off. And, yes, I said a curse word. But she can cook her ass off because that food was, like, the bomb. Like, I was... I was like, I don't even eat, and I'm like, I'm like eating, you know, I'm eating as much as possible. So I was in heaven, big time. My thought was very interesting is that, you know, when I got there, I I knew Manish, you know, and um, Sanjeev, Rajiv, and you know, Bill. I knew that they worked when they they were there, but I did, I totally had forgot that. They work at night, and I remember the first time when he came into my room and to kind of like check on me or whatever. And I I said something about like getting ready for work, and he looked at me like like we just came back, and it was the daytime, and he's like, "Oh, I totally forget that you guys work at night," you know. Um, so that was really interesting, and. Um, you know, I did get experience of wanting to work with them at night, and then I met my other, I want to say, family members that was there, you know, so even just meeting um, my other family there in the office, it was just such an experience. It was such an experience, and these girls became, like, really my family, my sisters. I wouldn't I, I definitely, there's nothing I wouldn't do for them in a heartbeat, you know. So I was glad I got to spend with some of the office people and meet some of the people. And I have to say, like, even just being there in the office and meeting, you know, with us, I'm a girl, of course I'm going to look. I'm like, all the men were really attractive. I mean, it was really attractive, like, Indian men. I was just like, I could be here all day long. I mean, this is like a really pretty view, you know. Um, but not only that, to work and to see their tenacity and their dedication was just phenomenal. Or just to meet them and see how smart and right they are was just breathtaking. Um, not only that, to just have a conversation and just sink into someone. Like it didn't feel foreign or new. It was like we knew each other and we were laughing, you know, um, together, you know. Um, and it was just so open. But the men were just absolutely gorgeous, you know, and absolutely smart and absolutely open. Um, I was telling someone I was really astounded at the vulnerability that the Indian men do have or the way that they love because they can walk down the street and hold another man's hand and no one will think two shits about it. Where if you do that here, they're like, oh, you're gay or, oh, you like men or that's something that's just not done here. And over there, I thought it was like the most brotherly love that I got to witness that, again, another, like, crisis moment that you don't experience here, you know. It really taught me, like, here we're so guarded. And there, to me, spirituality was kind of like, to me, the true essence because you can love the way you want to love and not think of someone labeling you or saying you're one way. It was just so acceptable. So that was really interesting for me, too, 
there, um, but I absolutely loved it. Now, what the other thing that was really kind of ironic when I got, you know, they always talk about CPT time, how, you know, black people here, we're our own time. And when we plan something, we don't, when we plan an event that starts at 7 o'clock, that means you need to come in like 8 or 9 o'clock because that's when the party starts. Whereas, you know, with my white friends, when it's 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock starts. You know, um, so we were, I was cracking up about that because when I was there, the Indian culture is so, like, patient. Like, I won't say slow because a lot of people will say, oh, they're slow. And I'm like, no, they actually kind of, like, take their time and just seems like less stress. You know, so I was, you know, when I was there, I was just like, hmm, I think this is worse than CPT time, you know, with events and things like that. But it actually worked. You know, I think that was the phenomenal part about it is that even though you go on your own time, people accepted it. People went with the flow. People weren't upset. I had one incident, like the first night, I can say the the wedding started, you know. Um, the timing was off, and at the time I was so vulnerable that I was just like, I can't believe people left me you know, and it was a Monday night, and um, the timing, I had her one time, and, I, again, I was by myself in kind of like the hotel or the events, and there were other business people that they had invited that were in their own kind of like chat room. So I kind of had one time, and when I came down for the time, there was no one there, and I had waited for some time. Needless to say, it started at another time, and I, I felt I got left. You know, um, and then later on, you know, um, Monique wanted to come get me, and I was so upset that I just didn't want anyone to see my face or feel my energy. It had nothing really to do with them. I think for me it was a vulnerable time, and I wanted to be on time, and I didn't want to be embarrassed. I wanted to be perfect for his parents. I wanted to be perfect for the people. I wanted to be perfect for, you know, whatever I was going to encounter as far as, like, you know, dealing with new people or, you know, meeting their family that it got so overwhelming to me that I just couldn't do it. And that was the first time in my life that I couldn't get it together and take the phone. So I had to say that I think that's what was coming into my vulnerability. And just being able to tell you know, Manish, no, I wasn't going to go. I never tell anyone else. You know, I always sacrifice myself for other people. And I absolutely honor, and he knows I love him to death for, you know, coming to get me and being accountable and, you know, picking me up. And it was nothing for him to be, you know, apologetic for. It was just the wedding time, and it was crazy. But I love the fact that he took the time to leave the situation or to leave the gathering to come get me, you know, and I hate that I was oh so emotional, but I also love him in, you know, um, let's say trying to understand it at that time Um, because I do sit and think and I do um, appreciate the soul, you know, and I do, I, I don't take anything for granted. I've had many deaths in my life. I've I've lost three brothers. You know, I watched my grandmother lose all of her kids. So I have a whole different, I feel, appreciation for life. And when somebody takes the time out of their life to maneuver for me, I'm um, overwhelmed and 
very gracious and very um, grateful. So that night, I literally was so vulnerable to the point where I had to, you know, get to my bearings and say, like, hey, you know, you're not, you're, you're it, it, just because you didn't, you didn't get a chance to go, you know, you're not missing on something that is a life experience. It was sort of like, in a sense of just going with the flow. And once I had that experience, I kind of just went with the flow, you know, the next day, you know, and I kept telling, like, Manisha, I remember in our text, like, tomorrow will be better, tomorrow will be better. That's always my thing, tomorrow will be better. And the next day was, oh, my God, a godsend. You know, everything kind of, like, flowed and everything was kind of good. And um, I have to give, you know, a shout-out to my girl, Ashna and um, Nisha, because I have never seen such women who had patience and not only that, love, um, and not only that, like, took the time and made me feel like I wasn't, you know, different or asking stupid questions or I didn't feel vulnerable in getting measurements done for, you know, the sorry. And they felt, I felt so good with seeing them, you know, at the home and, and being with them. And especially Ashna, like, I remember one moment, and I know she probably thinks nothing of it, but we were running around and we had to cross, like, the busy street. Again, this is like crossing the street in New York. And I remember getting ready to cross the street, and she reached and grabbed my hand and held my hand across the street. And I felt like that was the most, she has no idea, like I was almost in tears because it so reminded me of looking out for your sister while you cross the street. Not a friend, not a stranger. She actually reached and grabbed my hand and made sure, like, I was safe. And I think she doesn't realize how much that really touched my heart and how much that brought me back to even missing my sisters here and not having that time to really touch their hand. So I have to say, well, Ashna, like, you'll you'll never know what you did for me at that moment, you know, Um, and your soul is so beautiful, let alone your face, your body. Like, you're so beautiful inside and out that, your soul, your presence of your soul just gave me such a gift. And I absolutely love Nisha, like reading into Nisha. It was just at one point I was seeing we were shopping and, you know, she carried my purse. She had my purse on me. And I'm like, well, damn, that purse looked better on her than me, you know. And it was one point that was just like it didn't even bother her. It was like she, it was like really metaphoric for me. And I'm like looking at her and I'm like, this is such a beautiful soul. She would carry my weight even if if I asked to and probably wouldn't even question, you know, with the way that she loved. And her little boy is just, I, I took pictures of her, his, uh, of um, Drew, her little boy, Drew. And he is absolutely gorgeous. Like, uh, you know, I had never gotten into baby fever. And at this time, it was just like, I, I was like, oh, my God, I want this little boy. But going back to Nisha and having that experience, that was just, like, so beautiful. And not only that, taking the time to make sure we were, I was with other two other women that were from the space, but, you know, just them two to make sure that we ate and to make sure that we were accountable, uh, uh, they were really responsible, you know, with us too to the point I'm like, I can't believe it. We had one point after talking, 
something went wrong with our car, so we had to take one of those crazy cabs, and I uh, kind of, like, filmed it for you guys. Um, but I remember, you know, being with the other two women and, you know, hearing them, and I remember just being in the moment how Arsna and Alicia uh, just took the time to just get us home safe, you know, and not knowing. Because I would say after that day, because how that day went, if I was Arshna and Nisha, I'd be like, uh, you guys going to find your own damn way. Work it out. You know? <laughs> but it was just the patience and the hospitality along with just loving another soul is just beautiful. And the other thing that was really interesting and kind of like shopping and going to the mall, they had, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, what was it like? They had places like Pizza Hut, you know, Chick, you know, KFC, McDonald's. So they had, like, things like that there, too, where some people think that that doesn't exist there at all. Um, the, um, going from there, um, I had no idea in wrapping a sari how much for how much time consuming or how it's just one of those processes that you think you would never get, you know. And I had the most lovely women helping me with my sorry and putting it kind of like on to the point they are like my closest friends right now, and I can't wait to send them some things because – I would do anything for them, and I'm so hoping that it comes a point in my life, which I'm looking at now and working out, that I am able to get every last one of them that I spent time with over here. Um, And I do have a vision that they will, and I'm determined, you know, uh, whether they come through work or whether they come through, you know, my resources or whatever. But I, I can't even tell you how I appreciate them. I can't I can't even tell you. And going and rapping in the sari, like I was so comfortable in a sari that I literally told people they better get used to me wearing a sari here and going to dinner with them and, you know, doing things with them. And I have a lot of friends here that are like, No you're not or against the sari or against A B and C and I'm like, You guys have no idea that that's what that's their traditional kind of like wear, just like we would put on a pair of jeans. And one friend I had who refused to kind of like put on a sari, and I even told her, like, there's sometimes with some of my friends, I refuse for them to even put on some jeans that don't even look right on them, you know. So I say that into a point, like, don't jump to conclusions until you actually kind of like do it. You know, that kind of, like, pissed me off. And anybody that know me, I'll let you know when I'm pissed off. I have no qualms for that. I know you can see that I can be nice, but I'm very vocal, too. So that, that going back to that, you know, a lot of people asked me about the sari, and they thought they were very beautiful. Again, if you go to my um, Facebook, and right now um, I will be putting some things on my website, you'll be able to see everything. Now let's get down to the wedding. I had no idea how much time is put into weddings. And I, this wedding, I have to say my little brother's wedding, Rajiv's wedding was absolutely phenomenal. Oh, my God, could I do this again and again and again and again, you know. And just the ceremony and then um, Elpina, his uh, new wife, 
She's um, absolutely beautiful. I mean, just the after effects of everything. I mean, we had one night where the um, TechnoWise team put on, like, just a performance. I mean, just their whole company of love. It's not even like the U.S. Like, usually when you have employees or when you're with someone's working for you, you try to have certain, like, boundaries and limitations. Like, I have no had no idea that their company actually really – has a definition of family. Um, but the way that they set up everything for Rajiv and did everything for him, you can tell when somebody's loved, you know. And I love even watching, you know, the people that work for them, how they um, react to the different brothers, period, you know, Rajiv, Sanjeev, Manish, you know. Um, that was really interesting to see the difference and to read their energy when they encountered each and every brother. Or if they mention each and every brother's name, they have no idea I can read their heads and when they even just mention the name and what they think of them. Like, that was just really unique to me. I have to say one of my favorite things is I had mentioned Bill earlier, and I hadn't spent time with Bill, and me and Bill live in the U- U.S., you know, we grew up here all our lives, and I had no idea me and Bill had so much in common. Do you know me and Bill had so much fun, and we laughed genuinely one night to the point he was just crying. We both were crying. But I I tell people, like, he was, like, my best, and I, I say this with, you know, love and everything, and here in the U.S. you'll know what I mean. I'm like, he was like my best girlfriend at night. Like, Bill could come in there and lay across the bed, and I didn't even care if I had a half a gown on or if I had my titty out. It didn't matter. You know, it was like being comfortable with someone who you you know is going to be your brother for life. And that was such a blessing because we got to know each other to the point where I am so in love with Bill that I, you know, worry about him, you know, every night in a sense of love. Like, I I got to check up on him. I got to see how he's doing. Like, I'm never letting Bill go, you know. I don't care where he is at his life. I got to find out, like, where he's at. And just to have that connection was just a godsend. I can't even tell you how much Bill, like, educated me within itself from his first experience in being back here now. I can't even tell you of meeting a soul that has been through, you know, the same heartache and pain in a way that you have. I can't tell you just to um, end up with not only, like, a best friend but also a brother who can understand the type of pain you go through growing up and what you have and what you don't have. Um, and just never knowing that these two souls basically kind of match and grew up on the same side of town. Like, I had no idea, and I really think God put Bill there to really say, look at your mirror. Like, we, uh, in, in a sense, we were a mirror, and we really at one night are, uh, was, I think at one time, talking about how much ingratitude we are and how, you know, growing up where we grow, we grew up from, this was a pipe dream, let alone even knowing about a con- another country. So that was an experience that that was just a gift in itself, gift in itself, big time, big time. Going back to the wedding, the first night, 
they're, like I said, they're um, the people that they work for. I hate to even say like employees. Let's say they're like second family that works kind of like for them, put on a phenomenal show. Everyone kind of like performed, and it was so entertaining, and the food was phenomenal. And I got to see a little bit of Rajiv being like so shy. Or he doesn't like the he doesn't like attention. And Rajiv is my little brother is a good looking brother. My little brother is fine. And he did like the attention and I'm just like, Oh my God, this is like so crazy because I would have never thought it was to that point. But the everything was just I'm hoping that I can get like a vid the video that he had from him because it was wonderful. And then when we finally got to the process of the wedding, we were actually at a whole resort that they rented out and the gardens the gardens that were there for like meditation and statue were just beautiful. Beautiful, just phenomenal. And then when we finally got to watching the ceremony and seeing his, you know, wife now and, you know, her, just him coming in on a carriage, her coming in on a carriage. I mean, just the fireworks, there were fireworks, there was a performance, they, you know, there was an artist, a well-known artist in their country who performed there. It was like having a concert and it was so many people. Like, I can't even tell you. I mean, to me in my eyes, it looks like you could have like two to Two to three thousand people, but apparently, I heard that it was kind of like smaller than Sanjeev and Nitty's um, wedding. But the wedding was just phenomenal, and then for me to have the blessing to be in the household and watch the last ceremony of kind of like their marriage, you know, so privately, and to watch Manish, you know, um, in that ritual in that practice was um, so beautiful that um, I was really. I was really taken away, you know, in the sense, like, why does my eyes have to be here? Now, people ask me on a spiritual level, like, you know, the things that I saw. One thing I can say is that um, I really was in touch with um, the centers like um, Sanjeev Rajiv and Manish um, definitely had a sister who had passed, and I'm always connected with her. Um, And I won't get into too much detail because that's private for me, but I I definitely like honor her in my office and she has a place in my office. But I think I was so connected to her mother because I feel like sometimes she comes through me or she lives through me vicariously just to check on her brothers. And it was one night that, you know, I had a vision and I could see not only kind of like her there, I could see her around the corners a couple of times, which can be startling for some people, but I really think she really just wanted to be there, you know, for her family and a representation because a lot of times we're just kind of like out-of-body experiences. And the other thing I have to say, too, just to be able to love on their parents, or let me say love on her parents, or just to be able to touch her parents or that kind of type of thing. I know with the men in India, you're not supposed to be so touchy, kind of like silly, because I remember (laughs) with dad, like him putting his hands up, kind of like, and you know, me having like, okay, not I got it, dad, or giving him like I five or something. Um, It was just more of, I don't think it was more like me. I just really think his sister just really wanted to touch touch her dad. You know, and anybody who's had a mediumship appointment with me or experienced mediumship with me, they already know that I receive the dead very, very well. Um, 
the other thing that the last, I don't know if this is going to be like my last thing that I kind of like say about kind of like India, I already know I'm definitely going back. I'm definitely, definitely, definitely I will be going back. Um, I definitely will be going back for another wedding that I was invited to while I was there. Um, so I am definitely looking forward to that because it's absolutely like one of my favorites, um, Virgo. Um, I definitely like love you to death, and I wouldn't miss it for the world. And um, I kind of collect, um, really connected with him too. So Virgo, I'm definitely gonna be there. Um, and then um, Priyanka, I definitely with her. I definitely have Ivanka. I definitely don't seem like so much like my family and Kieran and. I have my other girl there, you know, um, I have so many people that I would love to, like, say, and that was one thing I could say, too, like, learning, like, Indian names, you know, because, you know, in my culture, black culture, you give everybody a nickname, you don't even care. Everybody gets a nickname. So maybe when I bring them over here, I'm going to have to give them nicknames, which would be fun. Not funny, but fun. Um the last thing that I can definitely, like, say that I really want to, you know, say to people is that... I have to give really thanks to Manish. Um, Manish will never know how deep and how special this was. And just for him and to see him in so many different lights was a blessing in disguise. And um, I feel definitely, I've always felt close to him. You know, I know me and Manish definitely have a past life together. Um, and I actually found out we have a couple of past lives together. But to actually really see him in his essence and see him loving his parents and loving his brothers, you know, it was just phenomenal. And I know with him a lot of times he doesn't say things to me, but I also know he went through a couple of things, you know, there for himself and thinking about himself spiritually and mentally and the things that he wants for his life. And um, I always you know, look at him, and I always say, like, if he only knew what I knew, you know, as far as, like, with him, he would be really, really, I I think he would be really proud of himself, not saying that he isn't now, but he's such a phenomenal soul that I think sometimes he forget, you know, Um, and then with Sanjeev, absolutely love my older brother. Sanjeev, I am not giving up for anything in the world. You know, I just to look at him and to read the energy that I was reading off of him and kind of like where he's at is like, oh my God, I, I like I think I miss him more than Manish now, you know, um, and and it's a good thing. Um, Rajiv is always going to be my little brother. Like I just can't wait to get back with him and just pick with him and maybe like when he come here and hang out because they're supposed to come here and I'm hoping hopefully we'll throw them a shindig or another party and maybe I can invite some of you guys who are listening so you can meet them all. Um, and I have to say that I really want to dedicate this show to their sister. Um, I know they called her Dee Dee and Janica. I think I got it right. But I definitely have to dedicate this show to their sister because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be in any of their lives. And I tell people I had seen his sister, and when I say this, you know, definitely in spirit form. She was already passed. I She had been with me way before I ran into Manish and met Manish through Lori. And when I finally laid eyes on Manish, I knew who this woman belonged to. 
So she had led me to her brother a long time ago, and me and Manish had talked for almost five years before even laying eyes on each other face-to-face. I think it was five, could have been four, but anyway, it was just totally not the norm. And when I finally laid eyes on Manish and really went into Manish, I knew that this this girl loved her family very, very hard. And not only that, she loves her brothers and she'll always love them for the rest of her eternity. You know, any spirit that pushes through like that is definitely something special. And I know these boys are definitely going to do, they're going to leave a legacy on this world that is phenomenal. So if you don't know about them now, I definitely say you better recognize and you better look up and definitely check out TechnoWise, and they're in Ann Arbor and across, you know, some states and definitely in India. But these brothers are about to definitely take over the world, and I am so glad that I am going to let them. I am going to be there to help them not only take over the world, but definitely conquer anything they want in their personal life. And that's what I have to say about this trip, that it was definitely the right timing and for me in going. And sometimes you have to sit back and you have to appreciate yourself. And sometimes you have to sit back and you have to be vulnerable and you have to give up a lot of things that you know. And sometimes you have to depend on people, but you have to trust that that they're not all crabs in the barrel and that people love you and people can genuinely love you for you. I think India was the most time I ever felt beautiful in my life, totally, totally in my life. You know, I get people here and I get guys here, you know, all over me or people say A, B, and C, but their intentions to me sometimes is just not pure, you know. But when I was there, just to feel beautiful and everyone to just, you know, compliment you just out of the blue, um, in a whole different way, you can feel the energy was something I'll probably never experience in again, which doesn't matter because I already have it, but it also is a blessing too. So I have to say thank you to the Center family, thank you to the Technolize family, you know, and not only that, just thank you to God, you know. Um, and I was hoping tonight that we, you know, would be able to take like you know, questions or answers, but we're going into the new year. I'm wishing everybody a happy holidays, a Merry Christmas. Don't do anything I would do if you're intoxicated, because I do plan on getting intoxicated and maybe doing some stupid shit, because that's what I do when I want to feel free. But I definitely, you guys definitely won't see me on the news or anything. Um, But I want to say have a good time, live life, enjoy life. You know, life is too short. You know, life is definitely, definitely too short came home to some tragedies, and it made me appreciate so much more, and it made me be able to love people. Always tell people you love them. I don't care if they don't tell you you they love you back. That will be their regret. Always tell people you miss them. If you miss them, always tell them you love them. And don't look for it to get that back because that's all on their soul, not yours. So, Courtney, I hope that we um, – Definitely go into the new year prosperous, and definitely I'm hoping that you will feel better, but I know I'll probably see you soon. Um, uh-huh. But, Courtney, with you, was there anything in particular you wanted to ask about India real quick? No, I just I enjoyed listening to all of your experiences, and I do think or I do hope that you will take some time to explore the past lives that you have there, you know, and um, – gain some of that knowledge. I mean, I, I know a lot of my past lives, but 
I just I think that there's more for you to to know, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you were picking up some stuff. I know you were. I'm gonna have to pick your brain when I see you. But I get so scared of past life. Like, do I really want to know how I'm connected to Manish? Do I really want to know how I'm connected to these parents? Do I really want to know? Is that you know that's really something you have to think about because it can change yeah. your whole life. Yeah, it can change your world, you know, knowing how you're connected to individuals, you know, but I will, I mean, and I'm the type that my life has stumbled on me. Like, you know, I don't ask for them and they're like, pow, here's a past life for you. Um, right. <laughs> details right. and everything. Good luck. <laughs> right. I tell people all the time when they say, do you do past life? I'm like, no, but you know, I do. But I guess I just, for me, it's just like me finding out. And the other night I was with another very gifted reader, Al, and he pulled my past, some past life, and actually looked up some information, and I almost died on the floor. Like actually just seeing or pulling pictures up that looked like me from years, like centuries, is just crazy. But the past life thing, I'm glad you're brave about it. <laughs> well, you know, we carry life lessons. You know, if we don't finish a life lesson in what in a lifetime, it'll carry over. You know, so and it doesn't happen with every lifetime. Everybody always thinks, "Oh my gosh, you know, I have such bad karma. I have 77 lives I've stacked up." Um, but it sometimes it's nice to understand the lesson that you did learn and how far you've come because we forget to give our soul that credit. You know, we face forward and we think, oh, my God, here we go. You know, this is going to be rough. But we also stop to, you know, we don't really stop and realize how far we've actually come as souls, too. So I think that there's there's harshness to past life, but I also think that there's joys, too. So, but it's just funny that you talked about being vulnerable and having that vulnerability. And that's not you. Yeah. I know you. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all, and it was really, like, I am so different coming back. You have no idea. I'm, like, so different. But coming into the next year, people are going to see how different that I am, and my gifts are totally different. Like, I, my gifts are so amped that I am just reading some of anything. I'm seeing everything. It's just crazy, crazy. Well, I'm so glad that you shared your story with the listeners, and I want to wish you a happy holidays as well. I know we're down to about a minute and 30 seconds, so is there anything else you want to share with the listeners? No, I want people to know that they can definitely, you know, my Indian family's there because they're on a different time that they'll be able to listen. If they didn't listen tonight, I'll definitely share the link of the show because it's dedicated to them. And that, you know, if anyone wants to reach me, they can reach me at DeborahPsychicMedium.com. Um, and they also can make an appointment with my assistant, which I absolutely love, at um, 248-881-3905. Um, and I'm available, and I'm available for appointments, and we're coming into the new year, and I'm going to do my new year spread that I only do once a year. So I definitely feel like you should go ahead and book ahead because it gets kind of crazy because I'm right now dealing with 121 text messages now to get through. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Deborah, and I'm so excited that you shared everything with us. And have a happy Christmas and a happy New Year. You too, hun. Thank you. And I can't wait to see see man. Um, talk to my listeners next year. Awesome.